Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Bowl, Director of Public Affairs. Today we're joined by our brand new Chief Administrative Officer, Blake Rollins, who is uh, has started with us about a month ago and is really getting into the flow of his new position. Blake, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Eric. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's a uh, privilege to be here in Missouri. Well, we're glad to have you, and it's been nice to uh, actually have a few weeks here to get settled and try to figure out, you know, which way we're heading here. And um, I know that you have a very interesting background coming from a, a neighboring state um, just across the border from Missouri down in Arkansas. But tell us a little bit about your family background and, you know, where you grew up. Yeah, so I grew up in Arkansas, and uh, I went to the University of Arkansas for law school after I uh, went to undergrad at a school in Indiana called Taylor University, where I played baseball, and came back to Arkansas because I wanted to to go to law school there, but also I wanted to uh, uh, do the University of Arkansas's Ag Law LLM program, and uh, my grandfather was a farmer in northwest Arkansas and worked for a food processing company, and really was just uh, got very interested in the the industry through him and of course um, uh, unlike other uh, legal pursuits I, I do feel like uh, serving in ag law and ag policy you do have the chance to make a real difference for people that are producing real things for the real world which is uh, you know not so much the case in a lot of different industries these days so uh, was really drawn to the opportunity to serve farmers and ranchers and then after uh, um, I, I, after I finished school at Arkansas I decided to uh, instead of staying in the state I decided to drive out to Washington DC and get involved in ag law and ag policy so I moved out there so uh, the ag law program is something that uh, Arkansas has I think gotten to be pretty well known for um, but Mizzou doesn't have anything of that nature and uh, so I, I went to Mizzou law so to me that's kind of a foreign concept as to what that program is. Can you explain a little more about what that Ag Law LLM program is and you know what they're training you there? Absolutely. So it's kind of a full service year of just focused on ag policy and ag law issues. So you know, water law. We had folks who come in and talk about the federal uh, budget and appropriations process. We had folks kind of talking about conservation issues or even kind of emerging issues. You know, I graduated about a decade ago and and kind of climate and uh, uh, innovation issues and things of that nature. So it was a really good, I would say, primer on the legal side, but but more so for the way my career has ten- turned out on the policy side mm-hmm. of, of things and um, was just uh, 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 really uh, enjoyed the experience, enjoyed law school. But uh, after I finished, I, I was uh, definitely maybe a little bit more interested in, in serving in uh, uh, the policy and, and, and legal side of things. Um, uh, you know, maybe not at a firm, mm-hmm. but having the chance to serve and kind of make a difference in an organization um, on behalf of farmers and ranchers. Yeah, well, and that's what I found too, is that uh, law school is really interesting about trying to figure out what the law is and why it got there and what it ought to be instead, how it ought to change. And that's really what we do in the policy world too. So a lot of really interesting parallels there and opportunities, uh, I think is good training for that. So you did take that um, degree and uh, went to DC and Begot, became involved in the policy world out there. Uh, what was your first uh, role in, in D.C.? Yeah, so when I was at the University of Arkansas, I had the chance to be a, a legal extern at Walmart. So I was working in renewable energy for them at their home office. And um, instead of staying, uh, trying to stay there at the at the home office in Walmart, I, uh, I did drive my truck out to D.C. and I took an internship with a livestock consulting firm and had a consult, uh, you know, had a, a internship with them, and then also worked for briefly for the um, 
Fertilizer Institute as an intern there. And then uh, I had the privilege to uh, to work for the Senate Agriculture Committee as one of their councils. So mm-hmm. I served uh, for Senator Cochran, the late Senator Cochran from Mississippi, and had the chance to uh, learn a great deal about uh, um, ag law, ag policy, and the political process uh, at the Senate Agriculture Committee. And then um, after serving there, I uh, had the chance to move over to um, my then home state senator, John Bozeman, and served on his team for about three years where I was his ag, um, ag policy advisor and, and uh, ag counsel and uh, got the chances, as you know, Eric, to do a lot of other issues as well in D.C., but uh, was always really passionate and focused on uh, agriculture issues. Sure. Well, and the, you allude to this, but the most recent experience you had before coming to Farm Bureau was um, in the executive branch uh, working at USDA. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think um, serving in any administration is a privilege and a, a tremendous opportunity. And I felt like I um, uh, was certainly uh, have, enjoying the opportunity to serve in Capitol Hill. And um, but I felt like this was kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity to get a chance to serve in an administration. And so I uh, took the opportunity to serve on Secretary Purdue's team. First, I was the Director of External and Intergovernmental Affairs, which is a really long way of saying I was in charge of state and stakeholder outreach. So connecting with all the state farm bureaus, the National Farm Bureau, of course, kind of all the state ag commissioners around the country, the governor's offices. So it's a tremendous kind of entree into the national, um, getting a national perspective on uh, agriculture. And um, and then after about a year there, I had the chance to uh, uh, serve as Secretary Purdue's Deputy Chief of Staff, which I served in that role for the duration of uh, the administration. Very good. Well, uh, I know just how much those people work um, in the Secretary's office. It's a nonstop job, um, but also have heard it's, it can be very rewarding as well. What, what were some of the things you enjoyed the most about that time? Yeah, I think it was... It, as kind of I alluded to a little bit, just it was a um, tremendous opportunity to to make a difference, I think, in a challenging time in the agriculture industry, which, you know, of course, we had uh, um, some pretty major hurricanes that hit the southeast. And then, of course, uh, some of our uh, um, territories in Puerto Rico and U.S. Virgin Islands to make a difference on some of those programs and that outreach and connections to those folks. And then, um, you know, of course, the trade disputes and uh, uh, this last year with the coronavirus, uh, with the Farmers to Family Food Box program and the different programs that uh, the administration was able to put together to keep farmers going, not necessarily to make folks rich, but to uh, have a chance to uh, uh, keep their operations going in the midst of trade disputes and in the midst of kind of uh, some pretty unprecedented challenges with uh, the coronavirus and some uh, hurricane and, and wildfire challenges we had. So I think it was, um, uh, uh, yes, certainly a lot of work, but as you know, it, as as you know here, serving here at Missouri Farm Bureau, it's tremendously rewarding to have a chance to uh, uh, work directly on behalf of producers who are, you know, producing the feed uh, and fiber and fuel for our world. And to make a difference uh, on, on their behalf was a tremendous privilege. Yeah, no, that's a great uh, opportunity. And I know you were able to touch a lot of different uh, things and a, diff- a lot of different people um, through that uh, experience. And um, once that, once the Trump administration wrapped up, uh, we at Missouri Farm Bureau were on the search for a new chief executive or chief administrative officer. Um, and tell us about how you got connected with uh, with the, with our company and ended up making your way here. Absolutely. So, you know, I have some uh, Missouri roots. My grandmother grew up in southwest Missouri, and my family on her side are all still scattered around that area. So we're kind of all from northwest Arkansas, southwest Missouri, and eastern Oklahoma. So kind of 
there's a little bit of a, uh, an opportunity to get to get back to the kind of home base mm-hmm. in a way to come to come to Missouri and um, I had had the chance to, to serve with a lot of uh, uh, great ag leaders and, and others around the country in a state that really stood out to me always was Missouri in terms of it's really a, uh, the bridge between the Midwest and the South. We've got a tremendously diverse uh, set of ag products here at the top 10 of, of the country and, you know, all the major commodities. And, um, you know, we've also got some tremendous forward-looking areas with the Danforth Center in St. Louis area, the Animal Ag Corridor in the Kansas City area. It kind of, it felt like a, a chance to serve at a grassroots organization who is making a difference for farmers and ranchers and have a chance to uh, uh, raise a family not uh, not in Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big, uh, big driver for a lot of those moves, too. Uh, we did the same thing. <laughs> I get that. Um, so what's the transition been like moving back here from living in D.C. for, been, for quite a few years? Yeah, so my wife, you know, she's uh, in her third trimester right now, so she was a trooper and drove across the country here, and we settled uh, into our, our home here and just really trying to uh, – unpack and get everything assembled and, and ready to go for when the baby arrives here. But no, it's been, um, you know, a lot of fun getting to work with you, Eric, and the team here, and just to, um, you know, frankly, to learn um, about uh, every, every person's role here. And every person has a role and a, a purpose on the team here and trying to figure out how um, I can support the team here and, and uh, we can do our best to serve our members. Well, yeah, and it's uh, definitely a challenge moving back when you when, when your wife is three well, nine months pregnant, eight, eight months. I guess she's got about another month, right? She does, yep. Yeah, well, my wife has her beat because she was 19 days away from giving birth when we moved back oh, my from D.C. to Missouri. But those transitions, I can, can uh, attest, are not a lot of fun. But <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. You know sometimes. exactly what we're going through. <laughs> yeah. And fortunately for us, it was the third child, so we already kind of knew what we were getting into. But this is your first one, right? It is. It's yeah. our first one. And a boy, I believe. It Sorry. is. Yep. Very good. Well, yeah, Missouri Farm Bureau, I know, is uh, looking forward to getting to know you and, and your wife and uh, family better uh, over the next few months. I'm sure you'll be out speaking to a lot of annual meetings around the state. Um, and I know you, you're looking forward to doing that. Anything else that you're really looking forward to in uh, the coming few months as we kind of get ramped back up after the COVID uh, epidemic is, is starting to wane? I think that's, you, you kind of hit on it. I'm, I'm looking forward to being back in terms of with people. And uh, I know that uh, like you all here at Missouri Farm Bureau, um, we were connected and, and serving all through the last year, but I'm looking forward to kind of being back in, in person with everyone and a more of a, you know, return to normal uh, type environment, have a chance to uh, connect with our, our members on a personal level and you know, to meet them where they are out, out where they live, um, rather than just uh, being here in the home office. And so, yeah, we're, we've got our uh, little boy coming here soon, but uh, also just very uh, excited to, to get out and about and to, to meet folks. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of opportunities to do that over the next few months, too. Uh, what, what else are your, I guess, kind of your vision for the organization and plans for the future here? Yeah, well, President Hawkins always talks about thinking big and doing good. And I think kind of trying to figure out how I, as the chief administrative officer, can fit into uh, that opportunity to think big and do good on behalf of our members, to think, um, you know, ahead ahead of the curve here a little bit in terms of into the future. What are the things we need to be uh, um, thinking through and processing through on a policy level, but also just on a connection level with um, um, just the way uh, uh, the world is changing out there and how we can um, uh, just continue to make a difference on behalf of our members. So. Mm-hmm. 
I think uh, thinking big and doing good and, and trying to be the most effective uh, Farm Bureau we can possibly be. I know we're the first Farm Bureau in the country, and I know that uh, holds a lot of weight and a lot of meaning. And, um, you know, I know that uh, we um, at Missouri Farm Bureau feel that we're the most effective ag organization in the state, and rightfully so, and want to keep that going and continue that that history and, and tradition. Well, that's something we all agree with and look forward to seeing how we can make that happen going forward. Um, so as we wrap up here this week, uh, Elizabeth, our producer, has reminded me that we need to have our um, continue our tradition of asking our Farm Bureau question of the week. And this was something that we started back in the pandemic when it began. We just were having our pandemic question, such as, you know, what's your favorite um, pandemic comfort food or whatever, and turned into more of a long-term tradition, I guess. Um, so the question for you this week is, now that you and your wife is Brittany, right? Yes. Um, now that you and Brittany have been here for a month or so, and um, you have a baby coming in a month, I'm hoping you've had the chance to get out to a few restaurants because once, you know, once a baby comes, you'll never see another restaurant for another five years, probably. Um, so what is the your favorite place in mid-Missouri that you've been to eat so far? I'm very glad you asked me this question, Eric. <laughs> so we've had a chance to sample a lot of uh, really great food here in mid-Missouri. But um, last night, uh, I would say is our new favorite. We had the chance to go to Cooper's Landing and listen oh. to live music out there. And uh, we're, we're not too far from there. And um, they had Big Daddy's Barbecue mm-hmm. out there, and it was fantastic. And uh, just a good atmosphere and good environment and really great food. So I think that's our, our new favorite. That's good. Now that's a good spot. Yeah, I've, um, I've seen their food truck around a few times, and I've never actually gotten to sample it. So it's, it's excellent. Need to do that sometime soon. Well, my favorite um, Columbia tradition is Shakespeare's Pizza, which is, of course, a fairly stereotypic thing, a stereotypical thing for a Columbia resident to say, but... My wife and I fully subscribe to that. We um, don't really care if it's stereotypical or not. It's good. (laughs) So that's our place. (laughs) Well, um, we appreciate you uh, taking the time to, you know, let our listeners know a little more about yourself. And as I said, this is a a place that really feels like a family. As you get out there around the state, they're going to, I know, want to get to know you more on a personal level as well and wish you luck as you get out into the counties and, uh, actually, you know, have more opportunity to sit down in person with people. I know they're going to enjoy getting to know you. Well, thank you, Eric. I'm really looking forward to it. And to all of our members, I'm looking forward to having a chance to visit with you in person, I hope, very soon. And yes, I've got some different uh, meetings around the state that I'll be heading to and, and looking forward to having a chance to visit with everyone soon. And of course, we've got our, our annual meeting coming up, and that'll be here before we know it. And I know. Yeah. Everybody's very excited to get back uh, to annual meeting, and uh, I'm looking forward to my first one. Yeah, well, I just realized last week that as of now, as of Friday, actually, we are now more than halfway to annual meeting. It is uh, coming up faster than you can possibly imagine. Seems like it just uh, just happened, but looking forward to making that uh, a reality and being bigger than better than ever since we weren't able to get together in person last year this year's got to be twice as good i guess so it'll be absolutely (laughs) all right well thanks again for taking the time to come talk to us we'll look forward to talking to you again soon thanks eric